Sports is recorded in Harrisonburg, Virginia, in the heart of the Shenandoah Valley. Starring Dave. Surprising little fun fact, King Griffey Jr. was the first number one overall draft pick to go into the Hall of Fame. Chris. ALCS MVP for the Houston Astros. Gary Sanchez. Brad. You're a professional. Act like you've gotten criticism before because obviously you have. And Joe. Yeah, Chris Davis is awful. And now, 4D Sports. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and we are back for another Valley Baseball League season here on 4D Sports. Dave and Brad with me via the phone. Guys, the Valley Baseball League season kicked off over the weekend. Chris and I were able to get to a game in Harrisonburg after the thunderstorms rolled out of Harrisonburg, and we were finally able to sit down and watch the Charlottesville Tom Sox and the Harrisonburg Turks. That game was wild in the sense that um, Harrisonburg jumped out to a lead kind of early, and then they never relinquished that lead. It was 9-4. to four. They kind of controlled it. They had a very good outing uh, from the starter. And then the offense was pretty impressive as well. Um, Charlottesville's defense made a couple errors, which hurt them. But, you know, overall, I was pretty impressed with the pitching from Harrisonburg. And that was done by Cone, who went six innings. He gave up two, walked four, but he had five Ks. He only surrendered three hits in those six innings. Did a good job spreading it out. Um I think early on it was just a, a situation of it's still early in the summer. I'm not sure some of those guys, you know, I'm interested to see how many of them have played on turf, let alone wet turf before. I think that might have been an impact on some of the plays. Um, but overall, Harrisonburg took care of business. They won opening night 9-4 to four in front of uh, a very loyal crowd that stayed through the rain delays. And the Turks got the win. Unfortunately, um, because it was so late and I was pretty sure I was going to go to another Valley game, I did not grab an interview. And then, of course, Sunday happened and there were storms everywhere. So I just stayed inside um, and did not go to a game. So no interview this week. But we look at the standings. Woodstock, who won five games all of last year, uh, they are off to a hot start. They brought in Bocock this year, Valley League, Hall of Famer and legend. And he has started them off 2-0. and uh, Newmarket, the defending champs at one and one. Strasburg one and one. Front Royal is one and two. Percival starting the season off zero and three, and Winchester zero and one. As we come into again this episode being recorded on June the third, Monday night. Waynesboro's three and zero. They're the only three and zero team. Harrisonburg two and one. Charlottesville and Covington one and one. The Stanton Bravos one and two. Guys, I mentioned the dicey plate. Brad, I know you had limited experience on turf because you played on that field at JMU. Talk about the differences from going, if you're used to grass, than having to play on that turf field. It's incredibly different. I mean, uh, playing on that exact field, I had one instance in that one game where the kid hit a ball and he hit it so hard. And, you know, this is with a metal bat, but I mean, uh, major leaguers can hit it this hard too. So why not the college players? But I mean, hit it and I couldn't see it. And I just kind of said, well, based on the angle of his bat when, you know, I think he hit it, I assumed I need to take some steps to the right. And so I'm just letting my glove hang down and I take one step and I'm partway through my next step. So about one and a half steps and that the ball just happened to smack right in my glove. The ball comes at you way quicker on that turf. 
um, you know, if you hit a gap, it's going to the fence for sure. It's not going to die somewhere in the outfield. Um, the only good thing I can really say about it um, is it's great as a hitter in that sense, but also as a defender, you do get true hops. You're not going to get bad hops. So it kind of makes you go back to the basics, I guess, of your fielding. So you can be pretty much perfect mechanic, mechanics-wise. Um, but yeah, it is completely different. And you know, for someone who played on natural services their whole life, it was quite quite an interesting experience. Um, I actually would say that I do enjoy it, though. And see, you, you're mentioning the bounces, and you're coming from an infielder perspective. We did see an instance in the outfield where it actually hurt Charlottesville. Yeah, I would the say outfielder it was would be different in the outfielder. A, yeah, a blooper just dropped in front of him and then bounced all the way over his head. I mean, it was like a, yeah. almost like it was on a trampoline. Yeah, you definitely him. get the higher bounces. Mm-hmm. But to show, uh, and, you know, Harrisonburg pitching really showing up on opening night, holding Charlottesville down. Uh, the next game that they played was actually on Sunday at Stanton and Charlottesville exploded 18 to four and took care of the Braves. So it's kind of one of those things where we'll just see what happens as the season plays on. It's too early to get a good estimate of what these teams have and don't have yet. Uh, You know, you look at front Royal Winchester. um, I saw a tweet tonight, actually, right before we went on saying, you know, Percival Winchester rivalry night. Um, I want to get your guys' opinions. I always, you know, growing up, in the Winchester area, I always viewed Front Royal as the chief rival. Um, I don't know. How do you guys see that one? We'll bring Dave in first. Yeah, I would probably agree. The Front Royal, I would think, is a bigger rival for Winchester, at least from my perspective. Um, I don't know the history of the past few years these teams have had with each other, but Percival kind of being the newer team and kind of close to Winchester, I could, I could see him trying to, to take on that role. Right. I think that's one of those things, um, you know, us being Ravens fans. We view the Steelers as our chief rival and the Browns view us as their chief rival. Um, so yeah. I, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Um, maybe that, maybe for Percival, because Winchester is the closest team. You're right, Dave. That's a good rival for them. But Winchester, I would think front royal. And they've you know, that's been two teams that have played each other longer. What do you think, Brad? Um, yeah, I would say definitely. And also from my perspective, being. Frederick County, and you know, you always grow up playing against Front Royal teams. Uh, right, it's easier for the locals to get behind that rivalry. <laughs> yeah, so you know, you get your fans into that rivalry too, and so I mean, I that's what I kind of always thought. But I don't know, am I making this up? Like, was Winchester not kind of rivals with Stanton for a while when we were growing up? Yeah, that was back in the day when Stanton and Winchester played each other quite a bit deep into the postseasons and some Mm -hmm. championships. I know right before we went off to college, um, they were playing Covington a few years. I think two of those years, uh, maybe two twice in three years or something like that. This got me to thinking, though, about other rivalries and who's who's rival. I think Waynesboro Stanton being next to each other is an easy one. Uh, I don't know. Strasburg is tough. I mean, do you go front Royal or do you go Woodstock? Um, you know, if Woodstock, you have the Shenandoah County thing going. I, Front Royal is closer to Strasburg than Woodstock, I feel like. Um, but what do you think, Dave? I don't know who you got going out to Covington. <laughs> oh, yeah. Covington <laughs> is just, you know, whoever will come to Covington is their rival that night. 
And same for Charlottesville. I was trying to think of Charlottesville. I mean, do they have Waynesboro? Do they have maybe a nice little Charlottesville Strasburg rivalry developing um, with those two teams being the most dominant teams the past few years? Um, I was going to say, yeah, the way teams have been playing out the past few years, they're kind of been going at each other a lot. Well, we'll think about this some more and we'll come back. And we'll tell the Valley League teams who we think their rivals are. <laughs> and then, if you're a fan, if you're a fan of one of these Valley League teams, or if you're a coach or a GM of one of these Valley League teams, tell us who you guys view as your rivals as well. Uh, we'd love to get that feedback. In other words, if you don't have a rival, we'll give you one. Yeah, absolutely, we will give you one. Uh, and again, I think geographically speaking, Covington is a tough one, as Dave mentioned. We're gonna have to dig deep to find a a geographic rival there for Covington and Percival geographically speaking is going to be tough too, because I think Waynesboro and Stanton are already tied Harrisonburg. Harrisonburg's another one. Who do you go with Harrisonburg? Do you go Stanton? Because I mean, those two have definitely played each other longer. New market, I guess is the probably slightly closer than Stanton, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that would make sense because I don't know who you would give Woodstock or new market to. Yeah, so New Market's kind of yeah. in between them and, and Woodstock, Woodstock, I guess. Yeah. So Interesting stuff. But, um, guys, I did want to go back to some of my favorite answers that we got from people. Um, and Coach Mike Smith of the Royals is the one that we did. Uh, and he gave me some. We got another one from Front Royals coach, uh, Coach Hurla. And Coach Hurla really, I thought, did a good job. He was the last one we did. He came out and he gave me Aladdin as his Disney movie, which I think we all love. Um, and again, we're talking about the animated one. I haven't seen the live action one. I know both of you have. But Yeah, all right. Yeah, it, it was pretty good and a lot better than I was actually expecting. And I, w- I went into it with pretty... I went into it very open, so... But in terms of the animated, the original Aladdin, I think we all agree, good movie. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, if you give us that answer, we're going to be very happy. Now, again, we want your honest answer, but a good answer. Coach Smith, I I believe his was uh, Shrek, which I'm not going to be a stickler on him. It's not a Disney movie, but we're not going to be a stickler. I believe his stream works. It is. um, He was very close to being Hunchback of Notre Dame 2, which is our generic answer. If you don't give us one, if you don't give us one, that's the answer you get. He was very, very close to Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. You don't want that as your your choice, trust me. No. That's your answer, though, than Shrek, for your favorite Disney movie? Only slightly. Only because technically it qualifies as a Disney movie. Shrek is a better movie. (laughs) (laughs) By far. (laughs) <laughs> but uh then he hit me with an evanescence song as well the front royal coach coach Herla. and it was different um i listened to it it's not terrible um i gotta be honest going back to last year though jimmy mccumber giving us behind these hazel eyes out of nowhere great great song uh jimmy mccumber uh taking the summer off with the valley league which means john leonard taking over the media relations He's also the guy who does the All Things Valley League website, which if you haven't checked that out, you should. He goes way more in-depth than anyone in covering the Valley League. 
I'm sure he's got his MLB tracker on overload tonight, and he'll be letting you know every Valley Leaguer who was drafted tonight. So you should be checking that out. Guys, we're going to steer away from the Valley now, and we're going to head toward Major League Baseball. We'll be covering more Valley League as the season goes along, but right now I want to talk Major League Baseball to you guys. Right now, the Yankees have a a two-and-a-half game lead over the Rays coming in tonight. That's one of the tightest division races out there. The only races tighter are the NL East with the Phillies, a game over the Braves, and the Brewers, a game over the Cubs. But in the AL East, the Yankees two and a half over the Rays, and then it's a steep drop off to the Red Sox. I'd say my most surprising team right now is the Twins. Um, Leland, he's a guy I work with at the radio station uh, in Stanton. He warned me that the Twins were going to have this year, and I kind of laughed at him. We're like, "No, dude, it's the Twins." But they're forty and eighteen. They are the major league best record in baseball right now. And I can't believe that. Uh, It's surprising to me that they've been able to do this. I I don't know. Is there a team that has surprised you guys more than the Twins? Dave? I I wouldn't say no. Or anybody's surprising more than the Twins. Just they've dominated pretty much every offensive category. Uh, Their pitching has been decent. Uh, With the division they're in, I thought with all the moves they made, they had a good chance to make some noise. Uh, I still thought Cleveland would be able to pull it out, but Cleveland and uh, Chicago is even above Cleveland right now. Both sitting 11 and a half behind the Twins. And even though it's early in the season, the Twins almost already have this locked up. Brad, what do you think? Uh, well, so I don't think any team has surprised me more, um, mostly because, you know, everyone was talking about Cleveland and Chicago. Um, you know, before the season started and how good they were supposed to be. Um, Yeah, the rest of that division is not looking too good right now. Um, That being said, another team that has surprised me is actually the Yankees with as many injuries as they've had, being able to put together the kind of opening to the season that they've had, uh, being, you know, kind of comfortable at first right now with the race not far behind them. Uh, it was tough for them, I would say, in this past series against the Red Sox, though. They kind of dropped the ball there. And, you know, they said they keep saying, well, you know, when all of our players come back, that might actually be a bad thing for them, I would say. Because <laughs> yeah. you got you got nine guys on the field right now with a good chemistry. And, you know, those other guys come back, that might mess things up. You know when Giancarlo comes back, that's, you know, 100 strikeouts right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other big spot. Yes, but I was going to say my biggest disappointment so far, I would say, is the Red Sox. Um, now, but don't I get think me wrong. they're starting to click now. I'm not disappointed in what they're doing, but their slow start has been kind of a surprise. I hear what you're saying, Brad, but let's let's look. You say they're clicking. They've only won four out of their last 10 games. So that's true. That's true. That's the thing. They need to get real hot to overcome this. And right now, a team that I think you could say is surprising is the Texas Rangers. Now they're dynamite at home. They leave Arlington and they're not so good, but this team, Uh, if the season ended today, and again, you know, I know it's June, the season doesn't end two months in, but the Texas Rangers right now are in that second wildcard spot. And that's going to be an interesting race between, between teams like the Rangers or the Red Sox. And even the Indians, as bad as they've played, they're not out of it. So if they can go get a piece to help them. And again, for the life of me, I don't know why someone like Cleveland or Chicago 
or Texas or Oakland even isn't going out and signing Dallas Keuchel. I don't know how Dallas Keuchel is still a free agent. That baffles me. I agree. Yeah, there's a lot of teams in the AL sitting around that 29, 30 win mark. Uh, they're mm-hmm. all going for that second wild card spot right now. Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't know how Michael's not been signed yet. Um, I think it's funny that you interest uh, or you introduced uh, the Texas Rangers as one of your teams that you're kind of surprised with. I have them on my disappointment list for a different reason. Why are you disappointed in the Texas Rangers, Brad? the other day yeah it is oh his shorts (laughs) or his high socks that make his pants look like shorts he got him and his teammates to pull their pants up so far that they look like shorts not having it huh no like what are you doing dude he's Uh, outdoor yeah but i mean i i I will always support him the puncher of batista (laughs) It's just, I'm disappointed in that, I would say. Okay, now I'm going to ask you guys to get in the MLB time machine here and go back a little earlier in the season when Tim Anderson did his bat flip against the Kansas City Royals and then hollered into his own dugout, and the Kansas City Royals took exception to that, hit him with the next pitch, and then suspensions were done. Um, Did you guys have a problem with what Tim Anderson did? Uh, Let's start with Brad. Um... I would say no. I don't think it was over the top or anything. He's yelling into his own dugout. I mean, it's not like he's trying to show up the other team or anything. He's just trying to get people pumped. What do you think, Dave? Uh, I wasn't a big fan of Tim Anderson because he kind of stood at the plate a long time. He chucked his bat clear across uh, to his dugout. That was a little bit too much, especially when you're Tim Anderson. <laughs> Well, okay. Did you have a problem with what Derek Dietrich did? Derek Dietrich doesn't chuck his bat or stare at anybody down. But he did so chuck it at his own dugout. Dietrich? No, no, no. Anderson. Yeah. Well, if he chucked it at the other dugout, then yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, definitely. Yeah, if he chucks it at the Royals dugout, I get what you're saying. But he chucked I it to his own dugout. Yeah, I think it's a little much. I don't know why MLB suspended him. I never understood that. Uh, there was, you know, allegations that he used a racial slur, um, but he himself is black, so I don't know. I, I don't get that. Um, but uh, my problem with that is MLB does these commercials saying, let the kids play, and then when a kid plays and shows emotion, then you suspend him. I don't, I don't understand that. Um I don't think what Tim Anderson did was Jose Batista-esque, so I didn't necessarily have a problem with it. I also don't have a problem with what Derek Dietrich's doing. I think Derek Dietrich is hilarious in trolling the Pittsburgh Pirates. Part of that is also because I hate the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, I also don't like the Kansas City Royals, so maybe that has something to do with Tim Anderson um, and me not having a problem with it. Yeah, I don't like the Royals. They swept They swept the Orioles back in 2014 in the ALCS. I'll never forgive them. Yeah, but whose fault was that? The Kansas City Royals. It can't be our fault, Brad. Be serious. <laughs> um, I would say Derek Dietrich, mentioning Derek Dietrich, he is one of the guys who I think could be most surprising player based on what he's done so far. Yeah, I don't think anybody saw the power. Surge coming out of him. Uh, let's see, I think 
17 home runs down. He doesn't even play every day. Moving to Cincinnati has a good role in that, I'm sure, being a left-handed hitter. Right. But uh, still, he's a, a big year. Well, before we move to players uh, totally, let's keep it on the team's aspect. And I want to ask Dave, Dave, if the season ended, or when the season's all said and done, who do you think we're looking at in terms of playoff teams? We'll start. Is my playoff with, team? Yeah, start with division winners. All right. Uh, we'll just start nationally here. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Milwaukee Central. Okay. I'm gonna go. This is tough. Um, I'm gonna go Atlanta with the East. Okay. Dodgers Central, and then give me Philly and St. Louis. In the wild card. Okay. What about the American League? American League, I'll go Yankees, uh, Twinkies, Astros, and then uh, Rays and Red Sox. I know. You have the Hydra and the ALEs. I'm afraid that's what it's going to be, but I, I can't pick it. I can't. <sighs> Even though my head's telling me to do it. Um, before I give my picks, Brad, go with your playoff teams. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, you're going to get all three of those AL East teams in the playoffs. Um, Disgusting. I'm gonna say, Who wins the division? I'm going to say the Yankees. Um, I'm going to say Boston finishes over Tampa, though. Wow. Do you have Tampa absolutely crumbling into oblivion? Uh, I mean, you got to figure, you know, they're only – six games behind Tampa now, so... You know they won 90 games last year. Yeah, but... Now they have the salt... They have the salt man, Charlie Morton. There's plenty of time. There's plenty of time. A lot of season left. Um, Twins in the Central and uh, Houston in the West, for sure. What's your National League look like? I'm also going to take Atlanta in the East. Um... I'll go Dodgers West and Central. It's a big question mark, but I'll say I'll say Brewers pull it out. I'm gonna have Chicago though, and and Philly in as well. Okay, my division winners. Um, I'm also gonna start in the American League. I think it's interesting. Brad and I are Orioles fans. We start in the American League. Dave is a Reds fan. He started in the National League. Um, take of that what you will, but. In the AL East, I think it's going to – I believe in the Rays. I think when the Yankees – I think Brad brought up a good point. When the Yankees get healthy, they're going to have guys who haven't played a lot, and I don't know if they're going to be ready to go right out the gate. I think they stumble a little bit when some of these guys get healthy. I think the Rays win that division. I think they're a very good baseball team. The Yankees finish right behind them. I'm going to take the Twins to win the Central. Uh, Dave is right. This division is over. And I'll take the Astros in the West. I have the Yankees as one of the wild cards. And the Orioles. (laughs) (laughs) Playing the role of Arya Stark out of nowhere, the Baltimore Orioles. (laughs) No, um, the Orioles are going to lose 100 games. They may be the number one pick in next year's draft as well. Um, But... Oh, gosh. I'll go to the Red Sox, even though I said I wasn't going to do it. It's going to be disgusting. 
I just don't think the Texas Rangers can keep this up. I don't know how the Texas Rangers have done this good. No, if I had to go on a limb for another team, I think I'd go Angels. See, I think I would take the Indians before the Angels. But maybe. In the NL East, I think you guys are spot on with the Braves. I think I think the Brewers do not win the division this year. I think the car I still think the Cardinals will find a way to win the NL Central. I'm going to take the Dodgers in the West. I have the Brew Crew and the Phillies as my wild cards. World Series, give me the Braves. And yeah. give, give me the Rays. Braves, Rays? No, I take it back. <laughs> give me the Astros. Braves, Braves, Astros. Oh God! I'm telling. I'm going back and forth in my head. Every time I say one, I I like no dumb. Pick the other one. Um, I'm gonna okay. Braves, Astros. I'll take the Braves in six. Uh, let's go to Brad. Man, I don't like this at all. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be dumb. I'm gonna say New York and the Dodgers. Oh, Brad. That's the worst World Series possible. I know, right? Well, unless the Phillies get in, but yeah. That's why it's going to happen. Who wins and in how many games? The Dodgers, if, you know, if the world wants to keep spinning. Um, And uh, they'll win it in six. Okay. Dave? I'll stick with the teams I had uh, before the season started. Cardinals, Astros. I'll take the Cardinals in six. Okay. All good picks. Um, If the Red Sox win it again, if the Red Sox somehow get in the playoffs and they win the World Series again. We send it back. (laughs) Just burn the glaciers, right? Am I right? And we don't need this. We don't need another Red Sox World Series. We don't need Boston winning any more championships. They're probably going to win the hockey one already. Um, Thank goodness they're not in the basketball championship, although if the Raptors win, that might be worse. yeah, we're not going to start jumping into basketball because I don't want to dive off into the deep end here. But um, I the MLB draft, Dave, go ahead and talk about the Reds guy that they drafted because you were talking about him before you came on. What did you think of the Reds pick? I know the MLB draft is the hardest of all drafts to kind of project what's going to happen, but how do you feel about the guy the Reds took? Right, we took the uh, number one rated overall pitcher from TCU, uh, Modelo. Uh, he's a big lefty. Uh, they were comparing kind of Cole Hamels with his delivery and style. Uh, so I think I think he's still a little rough. Uh, his fastball and changeup, there's not much difference. So I think he's got to work on his strength a little bit. Uh, but, you know, got the best pitcher in the draft. That's kind of what the Reds need. So we'll see what happens. Um, Brad, I know we're both Orioles fans. There was kind of some controversy coming into the night. The Orioles, the number one prospect was definitely Adley Rushman. Um, but then right before the draft, there were rumblings that the Orioles were thinking about maybe picking somebody else. Um, they ended up going with Adley Rushman. And I don't know. Like I said, right before Dave started talking about the Reds pick, I, the MLB draft is the hardest one to project. So I, I never really lose sleep over these draft picks that we take or don't take. The guy that we got, though, I think is above and beyond the number one overall prospect. He killed it at Oregon State this year. Uh, and I think, 
I haven't loved what I've seen from Chance Cisco yet, so I'm not like I think we'll trade Chance Cisco in a year or two, and then hopefully this kid is the real deal as advertised and keeps raking when he gets to the majors. Um, but th- this is the first draft of Mike Elias. Again, um, I've mentioned to other people already. This is this season is not about wins and losses. If you're the Orioles, this is about prospects continuing to develop and trying to build around two or finding two or three pieces to build around and then build a franchise around. Michael Elias was involved with the Astros organization, which obviously is turning into a dynasty now. So I like that. Uh, and I, I trust him more than I do Dan Duquette. Uh, what do you think, Brad? Okay, so you laid a lot on me there. Am I, I talking about the draft pick or <laughs> whatever you want to talk about? Any of it? I, I did drop a lot on you. Um, do you trust Mike Elias? Well, let's start off with this. Do you trust Mike Elias more than Dan Duquette? I mean, you're in a rebuild, man. Where's your trust going to lie? It, it's got to be with the guys we have now. Um, you got to hope that they're doing the right kind of things. Um, and with him being involved in that, and you know, we've got guys that were also involved in the Cardinals organization saying, you know, they want to make us like a Cardinals type team. It's not necessarily, you know, overpowering everyone all the time, but they're always relevant. Um, they're always like a contender. Uh, that I think that would be a good place for our organization to go to something like that. Uh, and I like that. That's kind of the way they're talking about it. Um, the draft pick, like you said, you know, baseball, it's hard to say, oh, for sure, you know, these are the top guys and, you know, these are going to be the best players. Uh, historically, we can go back and say that that's almost never the case. Uh, but I think it's kind of really just dis- disappointing and disheartening to see, like, what's come out of our catcher positions um, past, I guess, decade or even longer. Um, thinking, you know, Matt Wieters was supposed to be the answer to all our problems. And then, uh, well, this Chance Cisco guy, he's going to pan out. He's going to be a key, a key piece for us. And then now we're like, well, it's hitting the reset button again. We're just, we're getting it all wrong at the same position over and over. And, you know, the fans can say how all they want, you know, we need pitchers, we need pitchers, but I mean, what are we going to do? Just take a really good picture and ruin him like we do with all the other ones. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and like you said, it's new people. So, I mean, we do have to trust that the new people would be smarter at developing pictures than the old people. Um, and as Dave mentioned, the reds got the top overall prospect and they weren't, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, but I don't think you guys were a top 10 pick this year. Were you? We picked seventh. Seventh. Okay. Well, not a top five pick. So the Orioles have the number one pick. You don't want to be picking the seventh best prospect right first um so i don't have a problem with what the orioles did uh, i do have a little bit of yeah brad I, I do have selective memory when it comes uh, all those names you mentioned i was like yeah those were supposed to be guys that were going to save us um dylan bundy's another one i you could describe dylan bundy at, at best as a mixed bag so far kevin gosman's doing great for the braves he wasn't good for us um so Some i kind of concept with jake arietta yeah, and, well, I will say this. In hindsight, Jake Arrieta was good for, like, two or three years after us, and then he dropped off. That's true. Um, so I think some of that is just being on a team that contends, and that helps motivate you for a few extra years. We'll see. Um, the last thing I want to talk about on this episode, guys, 
We talked to Ray Hernandez again. Um, he talked about his season, how much he's loving the Braves organization. Uh, he did mention to me after the interview that there's a potential potential for him to end up in Danville. I know all three of us are very excited about that prospect uh, because we would be able to catch him at least once during his time in Danville, probably multiple times. Um, you know, let's be honest. Ray is, I think, all of our favorite players that we've ever interviewed. Um, all of our favorite player. Um, but yeah, I'd be excited if he made it to Danville. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, for sure. We're always pulling for our guy, Ray. Uh, he embraced 40 sports probably the most out of anyone we've, uh, we've come in contact with, uh, and still keeps in touch with us today. So it's great to see him moving up in the brace organization. Yeah. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, uh, like like y'all have been saying, we always got raised back. Um, he's shown us a lot of really good support, and uh, wherever Ray goes, I'm always going to be rooting for him. Um, if he's playing the Orioles in a World Series ever, hopefully, you know he does Ray, really well. Why would but you not, say that? That would he be the really, most. Hard. Hopefully, he does really well, but not too good. That would be the most upsetting thing <laughs> if if the Orioles finally make it to a World Series and they're playing Ray Hernandez. Oh, it, it would be fun to watch. Though. I would be sick. I mean, I guess the bright side is <laughs> there's going to be a part of me that's happy no matter what. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the way I should look at it rather than the way I do look at it as I love the Orioles. All I've wanted in my lifetime is to see the Orioles win a World Series. And now they're going to go against who would be my favorite Major League Baseball player if he's in the majors at any time. Um, it'll be Ray Hernandez. I, I can guarantee he's my favorite Gulf Coast League player right now. Um, extended spring player right now, and if he makes it to the Danville Braves, he'll be my favorite Appalachian League player. He'll be my favorite rookie ball player. Um, so and don't forget, there's always potential he could always end up playing for the Orioles. That's right, Brad. Great point. Um, he may be part of that Orioles team. Um, I know the Atlanta Braves are not thinking so right now. I know the Atlanta Braves like what they've seen from Ray, and we don't blame them. Um, no, who wouldn't like it? Yeah, I mean that Ray Hernandez. Number one, all the way. Um, we're pulling. I believe in Ray. Um, I think he can do it. He's he's going to be a fun guy to watch in the in the majors one day. I think. I agree. And uh, the other thing we talked about that we'll we'll touch on briefly here, but um, that this made it into the interview was his love for Liverpool. You guys were over. We all got together uh as a group and with some other guys to watch liverpool beat tottenham in the champions league final i know for brad and i it was extra special dave you were more of a neutral i think you were rooting for liverpool because we were rooting for liverpool but obviously um being fairly new to soccer and not nearly as invested as brad and i what was your takeaway yeah i don't follow, follow soccer hardly at all of course i get the liverpool updates uh <laughs> but yeah so super exciting Handball within like the first minute. Yeah, I uh, think it's going to be a crazy game. Uh, who knows what could happen? But it kind of, you know, got on cruise control for a while. Just uh, you know, back and forth up the field, and then the pad, the last you know ten ten minutes or so got exciting again. So, wasn't a bad game. Uh, glad Liverpool won. Don't really know much about the other teams, but what I've seen from Liverpool and the crazy coach, uh, they win me over a little bit. Yeah, loved it. Well, let me tell you something, Dave, about uh, 
the biggest name on the other team that might kind of sway your opinion more towards us even more. Um, Harry Kane's favorite football player is Tom Brady. It's true. Well, that doesn't really <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, we will be talking more Valley League next week. Hopefully, we'll have an interview for you as well. And uh, we'll be able to break down his baseball answers, but more importantly, more of those Disney and guilty pleasure song answers because as everyone knows here on 40 sports that's what we like about the most brad to close us out what is your brad joke of the week oh right i almost forgot about this um okay so why should you always knock on your refrigerator door before you open it i don't know in case there's a salad dressing (laughs) all right you got me on that one. Yeah, I like that one. All right. Well, that's how we do it on 40 Sports. We do like baseball. We love talking about it, but we also like to keep it light. So we hope you enjoyed. Uh, continue to stick with us for more Valley League coverage where we'll be talking to players and coaches all throughout the season. Until next week, thanks for listening, folks. Good night.